Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Knocking Doors Down, Jason here, and the devastatingly handsome and yet sheltered in place so no ladies can get at him. Mikey, what's going on, good sir? What up, what up? Uh, well, hey, we got a great interview today. We're going to be uh, speaking with uh, Ryan Cook. He found, uh, well, rediscovered his passion for fishing, which uh, he credits to saving his life. We talk about his struggles with uh, opioid addiction, how he got into it, and uh, the positive things he's doing, not only for himself through his passion for fishing, but he's become a mentor to youth and does uh, these uh, non-profit, not-for-profit programs for kids to come out and fish and mm-hmm. just sharing that passion. And it's pretty cool where he talks about a lot of the stories that uh, that the connectivity that he's made and helped these kids do something, be creative, uh, be explorative of themselves. And I'm not, I'm not opposed to electronics, Mikey, because uh, I'm a big, I love my movies and TV, as you know. Oh, same and, here, dude. I get down on some Madden. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's important to get out be one with nature that that it's such a, a thing that sometimes is missing so it's a real cool story and he's such a great guy so we'll uh we'll have that for you guys here in a few but uh hashtag kdd challenge continues how you doing how you hanging in there sober as a judge and i'm loving it <laughs> just kidding i miss it but it's cool i'm hanging in there going strong no alcohol you've had some challenges because it was your your dad's birthday this last weekend that's and, true that's true we uh, uh we kept our distance uh we went over there we stayed in our car maintained a six foot distance and um my brother-in-law and him were doing shots and my dad was like no shot for you and i'm just like nope staying sober and then he's just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, yeah. But hanging in there strong. Still said no. And what are we on now? What day is this? I don't oh, know. yeah, we're we're over two weeks in right now. I'm so lost. We're, I don't we're even know 16 day days into the uh, hashtag KDD challenge, which, hey, folks, you can still join. It's not, it's not too late. It doesn't mean you had to start at the beginning of the month, but it's just really a mindset to uh, – to take a look at what what maybe with this shelter in place things can you improve or or things that you see maybe you've turned to some of your negative habits i've got a plethora of them and um there's definitely been a pull on it of course the thing i dedicated myself to was no tobacco i have not had tobacco in 16 days but i am still doing these nicotine pouches how's that going though you feeling okay (sighs) it's it sucks yeah yeah. It sucks. I I really just I want to get away from it, you mm-hmm. know, as as someone that I've had my struggles with alcohol. It's just like I'd like to kick them all. I've got other vices that that there was stuff that kind of creeped in mm-hmm. uh as far as in the head and I've just gotten busy, yeah. you know. 
So it's I've been able to do good with everything but the nicotine. Mm-hmm. Everything but the nicotine. It's a pain in the ass, man. Yeah, nicotine it's, is, it's just... That's it, no joke. It's just a pull, and, and it's a terrible thing. And, and um, you know, I was having a conversation with someone about, uh, you know, actually it's Carlos, now that I think of it, Carlos Vieira, um, needing to get off of it. We were sitting there at, a, at his house, and, and I said, you know, what happens if I get mouth cancer or throat cancer? My, my voice is my job. It is my career. It, mm-hmm. it is how I express myself, my passion, my art form. And, you know, and this isn't a knock on anyone that's gone through it or gets it because, you know, people have gotten throat cancer that, that never smoked or anything. But, yeah. you know, if I was using the, the voice box thing mm-hmm. and that's not making a joke of it at all, um, it's what if I was confronted with that? Yeah, yeah. And there goes my livelihood. And it's just like, I have to make the change. And what better time than now? Yeah, because it, it, and it's true, right? Mm-hmm. What's the best time to make a change? Now. Yeah now is we got shit else going on (laughs) this is true (laughs) if you know it and it's out there it's evident acknowledge it do it change it make it happen yeah just that simple oh absolutely you know and if worse come to worse you go back to stripping no harm done that's right well they call me coffee cake (laughs) call me coffee cake coffee cake la chance (laughs) coffee cake la chance up there shaking his thing well all right ladies and gentlemen uh here you go here's our conversation with uh mr ryan cook Welcome to Knocking Doors Down. Jason here with you and hanging in the studio. We got Mikey. What's up, man? What's going on? And Mr. Ryan Cook. We're going to talk with you today about uh, your story. I'm excited. It's good and, to be here. And the positive shit that you're doing now. So it's uh, it's uh, good to connect. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to reiterate some of the things we talked before recording. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you have yet to uh, follow us, make sure you uh, search Knocking Doors Down on Facebook and Instagram and use that hashtag Knocking Doors down so uh wow while we're recording this we're still in the midst of uh corona covid19 and um the the impact of it and of course mikey a germaphobe uh ryan shook my hand germaphobe's worst fucking nightmare right now, <laughs> when he dude. came in how are you doing with the are you okay with the fact ryan shook my hand we touched elbows so i might need to go to the laundry room and hit the shirt real quick but other than that you know we we're did doing a, all right we're doing we did right. a soft elbow bump. we did a soft elbow soft it's like a soft closing but, <laughs> yeah. we, you know. we did a soft sleeved elbow bump but you know what i appreciate is how cool about it you were because some people still look at me funny when i do the whole elbow thing they're like okay whatever it's like hey man but you were cool about it well, well, I gave you. Jason a look as soon as you turned around, but yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I was cool to your face. And I no, figured, he yeah. gave me the, the silent WTF. <laughs> like, like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is this, this guy. Say, uh, it's only an hour, you said, right? I'll be out here soon. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> Mikey's done for the day. Uh, well, you know, Ryan, it's pretty cool. Your uh, story came across to me from a mutual friend of ours, Miss Diana Martin. And... Uh, so tell us a little bit about it, because uh, the interesting thing we were talking off air, the difference between, um, you know, Mikey, you've gone through recru- recovery, Ryan, you have, I have, is um, your guys' story differs from mine because there's no background of it, really. No no history, no trauma, whereas I am a trauma-exposed, I mean, I don't know. You know, Carlos's book is pretty heavy. I think yeah, mine would be absolutely. a little heavy in the trauma category. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. You know, what was it what was growing up like for you and you know, kinda of paint you that know, picture for us. Man, I, I kinda had the the all American childhood, you know. We had uh 
you know, the white picket fence, so to speak. You know, mom stayed home, took care of the kids. Dad went out to work, you know, made enough money to make ends meet. We we went uh, fishing just about every mm-hmm. weekend. You know, we'd go to Disneyland once or twice a year. You know, I had the perfect childhood. I had great parents, great grandparents, you know, great support system. Um, you know, I, I got to get exposed to all of the healthy stuff a kid should yeah. be exposed to. And, and uh, man, you know, I, I just, uh, it's funny because we talk about kind of, sitting in those meetings you know your aa and your na meetings yeah. you know as you get into recovery and stuff and and you hear hear all of the the horror stories you know and the war stories of things these people have gone through and i man i mean i i'd sit there feeling kind of guilty you know because i just never really dealt with any of that stuff as a kid you know i i uh i, I really had it pretty easy so yeah I don't have any excuses, you know, to throw it on, man. Everything I've been through has been from my own stupidity 100%. Uh, that, that's all there is to it. Well, yeah, I think it's probably any of us at, at the end of the day. But uh, so, you know, growing up pretty normally, I mean, you stayed out of trouble as, as a kid, teenager. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, kind of some not, of the normal yeah, angst or what? Not not any serious trouble. I got suspended for getting in a fight once, fifth grade, you know, just normal boy stuff. Beating um, that ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, back up off it. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, high school, I'd get kicked out of class for talking, you know, and sure. that kind of stuff. I've always been a little bit of a jokester, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, no serious trouble. You know, I got, I think I got one speeding ticket all of my teenage years dry. You know, nothing major, man. Just, yeah. I, I worked full time in high school. Sophomore, or shoot, halfway through my freshman year, all the way through my senior year, I worked full time. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I I was, yeah, I, I was, I was very, very buttoned down and very focused from a young age, you know, on that kind of stuff. Um, as far as just, just going out and kicking ass, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, man, everything just kind of fell apart. And it, it's funny with me. It wasn't, it wasn't like a bunch of this stuff led up to it and then it got real bad. It was, I wasn't the one to even go party, you know, like sure. as a teenager in high school, yeah, all my I friends always joke around, you know, Hey man, you never go to parties. I'm like, dude, cause I have to go to work in the morning, you know, or I gotta go to school in the warm morning and then work till 1030 at night. Um, I can relate. And man, it's kind of like I turned 21. I bought a house, you know, and like started fishing tournaments and, and life kind of got easy at that point. It was like I was kind of a smooth sailing. And then that's when when it when you didn't expect it, that's when everything took a turn, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So was it a situation where just hooking up with the wrong crowd or, you know, your exposure? Because I don't know if you've, um, you know, read the book uh, yet. Carlos's book. I have not. I need to get a copy of that. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll work that out to get you one. And uh, you know, his I think is where uh, I've had several people say they could relate was they were around people that were using of a certain nature. You know, he admitted he was you know would drink and smoke pot and stuff like that. But you know, when it came to actually the cocaine, it was this guy that was around him all the time. And then eventually he just said okay, mm-hmm. and then it was floodgates open. Whereas right. for me, it was a, a, a progression thing. Uh, you know, because yeah. it just it was alcohol, and it, I don't mean to say it like just alcohol because I've seen it take many of people's lives. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it wasn't. I don't know if it's just because it's more social that it you know that progression it kind of changed was mm-hmm. a little more accepted or whatever you know so. Was it just you were exposed and people are was around and then eventually it's just like, all right, I'll give this shit yeah. a shot? So I've always been the type, you know, um, <clears throat> that I'll pretty much try anything. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I hate to say, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not, I don't say this in, in an arrogant way, but I'm not scared of much and it's sure. probably a bad thing. But I was the type, you know, if something was around, if there was a drug around, I wanted to try it. 
Um, mm. I smoked pot, you know, through high school, drank, sure. you know, on and off. It, it, it was always one of those. If it was around, I'd do it. If it wasn't, it was no big deal. Um, I could always take it or leave it. And when I got introduced to, it's funny when I when I popped my first couple of Vicodin, mm-hmm. I was actually working, and a coworker gave me a couple of Vicodin to try. I'd never had one in my life. I took two of them. Um, felt real sick to my stomach. Got queasy. Threw up. Hated it. Yeah. And then for some reason, I hit him up for a couple of weeks later. I don't know why, but I saw him liking them. I saw what it did to him, and I wanted right. to know what it was about. It was more out of curiosity. So a week later, I popped a couple more, and that's when I actually I kept them down long enough to feel it, to feel the effects, and I liked it. And I was off and running. There, the was, there, there, was, something, there was something about that opiate high from yeah. the painkillers that I just couldn't put a finger on, but I absolutely knew that I loved it. And I'm not trying to make excuses, but at the time when I started doing it, I had no clue about them being addict, physically sure, addicting, sure. and I had no clue about withdrawal whatsoever. So next thing you know, I'd been taking them for a couple of weeks pretty regular. Well, then I went out of town or something, you know, where I didn't take any with me. And that next night I'm trying to go to sleep and my legs are kicking and I'm feeling, yeah. and I didn't know what was happening until I researched it. And, but at that point, you know, it was already, it, it was already, I was already in too deep to even quit on my own at that point. Right. So, and, and then, oh man, after I first tried Vic, you know, it, 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 it went from, um, just recreationally popping a couple of Vicodin, you know, you get up to take four or five Vicodin at one time, you right. know, your tolerance starts to go up. And then a buddy said, uh, dude, instead of taking all these Vicodin, he said, it's going to be way better on your liver just to take an Oxycontin. I'll get you an Oxycontin. Try one. Once I crushed up my first 80 milligram Oxycontin, uh, dude, it, it was, it, it was races. all downhill. Off there there was running. no stopping me. I went from a this time, 22, I don't know, 22, 23-year-old kid who, who had <clears throat> literally just won his first bass boat, went and won everything in our area that year, and then uh, goes, <laughs> goes up to the championship, wins a bass boat. I got a good job. I just bought a nice house. You know, I had life by the horns, and, it, and within six months of that moment, I was entering rehab for the second time. Wow. Lost my house, boat, truck, everything. Damn. You know, job, Holy all that good shit. stuff. Holy shit. So, and, yeah. and, and that started several years of you know just trying to ugly. get clean oh man yeah yeah the opi- and a lot of years of not trying to also yeah um, well in the opioid crisis it's just it, you know it's the funny thing because i um, i can relate to what you were talking about with the vicodin because uh after my second child was born i went and got snipped uh, <laughs> you know the world the world had enough <laughs> first of, one didn't do it, but the second yeah, one sure did the, the world had enough of my offspring and uh you know i got a, a prescription for it's probably a generic form of, of of oxycontin actually and thank goodness i didn't like it because opioid use ran in my family actually my uncle my my uncle my dad's brother is not here today because of it right you know mm-hmm. he was uh uh drinking and uh while having it and he was a smoker and then you know passed out cigarette hit the floor died of smoke inhalation burn his place up no you shit. know so and that's actually a lot more common than people realize yeah 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 mixing the the, the drugs and you know and we get kind of for me when i i didn't re- i don't recall throwing it up but i remember feeling so incredibly nauseous and I, you know, I'd have to maybe ask my kid's mom. Maybe it was actually Vicodin now that I think of it. But thank goodness it wasn't something that hit for me because I could have seen right. that being a real quick spiral 
just out of control. I feel like that's common too because I had a couple roommates when I was 18 and they were hooked on Oxy, man. I would just hear them crushing up pills every night. I would see them. They're pale as a ghost. They look like zombies, you know what I mean? And then I'm just like, oh man, I'm never going to do that. I'm never. Fast forward a couple years, buddy of mine has it. I tried it. <laughs> threw up and I'm like what the fuck like why why would you want to feel this way you yeah. know what I mean like I hated how it made me feel but then you try it again right you know what I mean but why <laughs> but but the, 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 that's the weird thing of the addict's brain though why would we want to do any of this you know why, why would you know for me it was it there was almost no day waking up going without waking up throwing up mm -hmm. from having drank too much the night before or at least dry heaves because mm -hmm. of all the carbonation in my stomach. Dude, and all you can think of is to get some alcohol in your system so you feel a little bit better to get through the day. Level yeah. it out, get yeah. back to normal. It's, and it's the same with the pills. You wake up in the morning, you're going through full-blown. I mean, it, it, it gets to the point, I mean, without getting too deep into this, this is not what's important or what we hear about. But <clears throat> with the pills, you get to the point where once you take your last dose, uh, um, in the beginning, your withdrawals don't come on for maybe 24 hours. Right. And it gets to the point where four or five hours later, you're in full-blown withdrawal. I mean, within mm -hmm. three to four hours. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's like um, from a financial standpoint, once you get hooked on the pills, it, it, you're they're so expensive and your tolerance goes up so quick that you either have to have a ton of money or you're going to be broke on the streets real quick. I mean, right. there's just no. So luckily, luckily it happened that fast for me because right. your tolerance grows so quick with the pills. Anyway, not meaning to get off on a no, tangent there, but it was just something I was thinking about. No, that's a, that's a very uh, important for people to hear and understand, especially, you know, our intent is we're here, we're transparent because we don't want someone else to continue to suffer. You know, mm -hmm. our motto is if we can help just one person, this is all worth it. And so, you know, that's why we lay our shit out there. Right. So somebody's like, I'm just like that. Or my son, my daughter, my husband, my wife, whoever it is, I don't, you know. My, my coworker, my best friend, just so that, you know, they can get some help by hearing this because there right. is so many options for help. There is. And uh, that's that's all we want to do is be, be a resource to you guys, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's not uh, it's not all, uh, all negative stuff, though. So, Ryan, we come through it, do your stints in rehab. About how many years did it take and attempts, just so people know, and it's not um, – you know, just to show that it, it is a working process. So if you have fallen off, don't beat yourself up. You can get back on it. Yeah. And, 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 and don't give up, you know, and especially if you, it, I was telling the guys this earlier, but if you have a loved one out there going through it, um, I'm not saying go jump out there and start shoving a bunch of cash at them and trying to give them help, but, but don't give up on them. You know, um, yeah. if they've been gone for a while, you know, and they come back to you and they truly want some help, you know, and I, I'm very firm on this. Don't ever help them financially, so to speak. But, hey, if you've got the money and they say, I need to go to rehab, you know, and you can afford – go give them a, a, a couple months in rehab. Give them another shot, you know. In answer to your question, I went through this <clears throat> – I did uh, – oh, man. Four stints in rehab and I, probably six, seven sober living homes, you know. Yeah. And none of those got me clean, you know. It it, it was still none of that. It was still just um, – but. You know, like everybody's got their rock bottom, right? Yeah. I, I didn't have a rock bottom. You know, I, I've literally, um, um, I, I've been through just about everything you can think of without actually dying. And uh, it, it just, I've heard it said, and it's so simple, and it's so simply put, to put it as simple as possible, you have 
to want to be clean more than you have to want to be high. And yeah. nobody can do that for you, and nobody can change that for you, and nobody can get you to that point. You know, you just have to do it. Um, so just don't ever, don't ever give up, and yep. don't ever give up if you have someone else out there on either side of it. I mean, I most most people had given up on me, hundred percent. It, it got to the point where, uh, you know, I, I said this in a little documentary. We're documentary we're filming right now, but my mom was the only one left. You know, wow. I mean, she was the only one left that still probably thought I had a shot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, don't don't give up hope, man. It's never too late. Yeah. Never too late. And we're doing some awesome stuff now. So that is. And that's what we want to get into is to show that, uh, you know, Ryan, you were able to get clean. And we talked about at the beginning, growing up, good home, fishing every weekend. And that's the positive that you're doing now. So tell us about that, what the importance of fishing was in your recovery and, and maintaining it. Well, fishing 100%, you know, has saved my life. Um, Going through what I went through and coming out of it without having that passion of fishing and, you know, and I'm not going to take credit for all that's been done. Um, You know, there's a lot of other people that play a huge role in this. You know, uh, a buddy of mine, I was fortunate enough that he sold me a boat extremely cheap. Mm -hmm. Um when I moved back here and got back in the area, you know, to let me get back into fishing. But uh, uh, fishing is one of those, it's one of those hobbies that, that it, it can, it, it's a hobby that takes up a lot of time. There's a lot of studying that goes involved. There's a lot yeah. of videos you can watch on it when you get home. It, it just, for me, it's, 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 it's a way I can make a living doing what I love. And that's, that's great. Um, I'm not big on money. You know, I just need enough to pay my bills, get by. I I, I don't, I don't care about money at all. Um, but I will say that the part about it that I love is I get to share my passion with these, ideally the kids I take, I take everybody out fishing, but my passion is with the kids. And if I can get them hooked on fishing, truly hooked on fishing, and I know it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of serious, <laughs> they, there's a good chance they won't have money for drugs and alcohol, yeah. you know? And if you have something that takes up that much of your time that you're truly passionate about, and believe me when I say there's a lot of kids out there, um, and we think of fishing as, as almost a past time, something that's from the past, it's not. These kids, man, you get them off a video game, you get them out fishing and they catch a few fish, you'd be amazed how quick they get hooked. Oh, yeah. I mean, these kids are hooked for life, you know, yeah. and and it's 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 just the only way that I know of that I can give back and try to make a difference, you know. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, fortunately with, you know, it's it's something I'm good at, you know, and it's and it and it's it's something I enjoy. So, it, man, it's it's a blessing. Well, don't you guys find too, and I know for me, it took me some time to kind of get my brain back to where I could access the things that I loved about myself. And, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is like your passion for fishing. Um, and once I was able to, it, it helps me continue to stay on that course as well as the need for connectivity, which I think we all need as, as humans. And I think for me, it was, you know, what drinking started out as a social thing is it allowed me to relax and connect with people. And, ah, all right, I'm with this crowd. I'm with the in crowd. And and it was all bullshit for me. It's fake bullshit. Now now that I have these passions, these things, I'm able to uh, 
to have real genuine connections with people. Of course, the, the way that Ryan came to us, Mikey was uh, through a mutual friend of, uh, of our gun shop and where they got all the fishing stuff. Yep. And I go in there and do my archery and, yep. you know, became friends with these people. So it's those things where you can really kind of connect. And I think it's so cool that you're doing it. You're working with kids and you, you, you have had uh, in the past courses we're talking during this Corona situation. So, but you do a, a, a fishing day for kids too. That's, that's all charity driven stuff. I do. Un- unfortunately with what's going on right now, we just had to cancel ours for the spring, but right. uh, yeah, we sure. will be back up and running next year. But yeah, last year we had our first, uh, we call it reel in for kids. Um, and we kind of threw it together in a couple months, you know, which is kind of short notice to throw an event like that together and we still man we had i think 107 kids our first year and uh all of them that wanted to got to go out with a bass fisherman on a bass boat go out fishing we handed out raffle prizes for probably an hour and a half without exaggerating these kids they all you know they all got to take something home um but we only gave out prizes for first second third they had to earn them you know nice and uh Love you know, that, by the way. And those you, gotta parents, earn. you know what, man? I I had a couple people going. Well, we're just going to make prizes for all of them. I said, no, we're going to make we're going to make prizes for mm-hmm. the top three. And if they don't win them, they're going to work harder and come back the next exactly, year and yeah. give them something to shoot for. You know. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, it, it it's it it's been really awesome, and it's also been awesome to see within this community. You know, uh, and everything's just got such a negative stigma right now. You know that people are just bad and they don't care and nobody. Man, I'll tell you what, the first Facebook post I made telling people I want to do this kids day and I need help, dude, people, money and and, and, um, giveaway products just rolled in. People were 100% ready to help with this. So shout out to our community, man, our local community. These people are, are, we need more things like this. I think if we have some front runners, people willing to go out and, and put in the footwork, there's people willing to back them up to do it. Yeah. financially speaking so yeah well and there's a lot of situations too where there's um and i'm sure you see where kids maybe they don't have good mentors and it's such an important thing and i know um one of my first uh interviews that i keep just going back he was the perfect first interview for knocking doors down we just spoke on the importance of mentorship mm-hmm. and it's the more that it i think as a kid that you can connect with an adult and see these positive behaviors and habits and everything uh, while exploring the cool thing ab- about life, like fishing, my kids love it. We, you know, my best friend lives on a big ranch property. It's got three lakes, and so we'll go up there and we'll 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 throw, you know, throw out some bait, and and they have a good time. Or if it's just riding your bikes or whatever the hell right. it is, it's just you know, it, it, it's. <laughs> It's kind of like, I believe the children are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. Um, but it's true. But well, it's like true. you were saying, too, true. like my nephews, you know, they're all about the Fortnite, you know, mm-hmm. Call of Duty, Madden, what have you. But my brother in law will take them fishing, catch fish. They're all about it. Yeah. They're stoked yeah. for it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I did this. This Look what I caught. You know right. what I mean? It's get them off the damn electronics for a day. That's <laughs> that, that was my whole deal, you know, with wanting to start the kids' fishing day. Um, you know, just. That that was even in one of my original posts with yeah. with the idea. Just get them. Let's get them off the games for a day. Sure, you know? sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, and then what's nice? What I really liked, and it was cool. You know, um, just just one quick little memory on what we're talking about. But um, there's this boy. Um, I, I'm not going to mention his name because. But uh, there's a kid that showed up to our kids' fishing day, and his mom's a single mother, um, yeah. a single parent, and uh, 
really, really neat kid, you know. Um, doesn't really have the father figure so much around. Yeah. And he went home, and he's got a little kayak his mom had bought him. And he went home, and he put, like, uh, he drew the Real In For Kids logo on his kayak. He put an American flag on there to commemorate nice. that day, you know. And, and it was just it was just really cool that his mom sent that to me and goes, he's in the garage working on his kayak instead of playing video games. You have made a difference, that's you know. Awesome. Yeah. And that's that, awesome. man, I mean, that hit me. You know, I get yeah. choked up even talking about it, you know, because yeah. that's, that, that's why I'm doing this stuff, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah 100%. And, and it is it is so awesome, and it's so important, you know, at um, – uh, a friend of mine who's a, a high school basketball coach, uh, he, had, he was saying he had parents getting mad at him because he doesn't drill the kids and he just has them play. And he's like, the process of how we all learn through play, the trial and error is so important. And it's it's a really cool story. Kind of gives me chills that the kid, you know, he, mm -hmm. he's out there. He's now tinkering. He's now taking an interest because mm -hmm. he's taking an interest in himself then all of a sudden. Yep. And yep. You know, as, as and I've had him out now since that day, which has been about a year ago, almost eleven months. Um, I've taken him out. I've had him out three times this year. Nice. His mom booked him a couple trips. Then I took him for his birthday. So that's badass. Yeah, that's yeah. Very and he, cool. you know, and we, you know, and he texts me. I mean, this kid will text me <laughs> once a week. Ryan, how's fishing? How you been? How's every? You know, and he's like eleven, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, like that's awesome. And I got a bunch of kids I keep in contact with like that about fishing. You know, that's and they cool. go to the lake and they call me. They want to know what the report. You know, and that makes you feel good. I mean, that's. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You, of know? Course, like, yeah. you can't put a price tag. You can't put dollars and cents on that. No. Yeah, no, no. that's awesome. No. Well, Ryan, if people want to find out more about it, because you do do, uh, you know, you are a professional fisherman. Take people out on, uh, what would, not expeditions. What would be the right word? Guided trips. Guided trips. Thank yep. you. He's it. Some people call them tours, but it's not so much. I mean, we're yeah. not like out there on the jungle cruise. You know? <laughs> right. like, Watch out on your right. <laughs> Over there, it's yeah. the angry hippo. Crikey. He's swimming backwards <laughs> now. Yeah. And then, no. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been fortunate, man. This. This 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 took oh as far as where they can find it yeah so at ryancookfishing.com okay Facebook at Ryan Cook and I also have a business page Ryan Cook Fishing and then Instagram Ryan okay. Cook Fishing so all right nice yeah oh, you see the trend there um, <laughs> and then uh, yeah I, I mean I typically stay right now we're a little rocky with everything going on yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen these next two three months are going to look a little. Uh, just a little sketchy to say sure. the least, but um, typically we we stay booked up, you know, eight to ten weeks in advance. We do five trips a week, so I mean, nice. I'm staying real busy. Very it's cool, awesome. man. That is that awesome. Is, yeah. That's cool that you found your passion. Yeah. Well, I found it a long time ago. I just I I I I, no I got it back again. Thank God, man. I yeah. mean, it, it got felt it back good. and saved your life, right? It felt good to t yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent saved my life. Yeah, hundred percent saved my life. I mean, I took eight years off of fishing, you know, and I fortunately I I, I came back. Um, you know, crappy little bass boat I bought from my buddy that he had wrecked, you know, borrowing fishing rods. And we went out uh, our first season back fishing tournaments. We almost won the circuit around here. We took second place. We we, we won a tournament. We, we won money in five out of six, you know, and it was like, I haven't really lost it. You know, let's run with it. So, yeah. so it was like riding a bike then after taking the eight years coming back into it, or it, was it kind of hard to ease back into it or confidence wise? Yeah, sure. But once I went out and fished my first tournament, we almost won it. It was like, okay, I can still do this. Right. You know? Right. Um, but the problem is you come back, as you guys know, once you go through addiction, you come out of addiction feeling pretty low about yourself. Yeah. And you don't yeah. feel real confident in anything. No. So, and even to this day, man, it, you know, it, it's been, 
oh, I've been guiding over a year now. I've been back fishing tournaments two years, you know, and, and, and it, it's still an everyday struggle. You know, sure. you get up in the mirror, you know, and, and, and you still fight with yourself on who you really are. You know, like, am I this guy that's doing well or am I still that guy? And it's right. every day is different, you know, but, uh, I think as long as you're conscious of, conscious of that and, you know, and you just keep it one foot in front of the other, you sure. know, eventually you have a lot more good days and bad days and yeah. it gets easier and easier. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of, you know, probably with everybody, we just, we amplify it because we have, we have utilized uh, chemicals in a way that completely distorts reality beyond all belief. And I think the brain is so damn smart. And, and again, not medical advice. My experience is that. You know, I was uh, absolutely, what is that, almost famous? I'm a golden guy! I, I was that... Rooftop that, at a house party. Yeah, I was that guy. And then for me and my passion, you know, because I'm a... Because, <laughs> I, you know, is obviously doing this. I, I love broadcasting, a 20-year background, but also hosting events and stuff like that. And for me, that was frightening to do sober, to get up in front of people and uh you know when you're imbibing the spirits you're confident you, you everybody's paying attention to me whereas when you're not it's like this is crickets no mm-hmm. one and you know and then it was you start second guessing everything you uh, say oh yeah i had yeah. to go through about five or six of them with total anxiety which i used to never get really bad anxiety and uh you know to where people like man great job and it's like oh thank you god i need to hear that so many times do you mean it do you mean it yeah. thank you so much you're just saying that because you want you're sweet you know and so it's uh getting that confidence back it's a son of a bitch but yeah it takes it, some time it's an everyday thing yeah you know and support you know i don't know about you mikey do you still have any sort of like sponsor support or no. you're pretty well no, removed no, no. And- i'm pretty well removed i mean i see it you know i've been around it and stuff right. and I'm, I'm i'm cool i'm good yeah. i think some people it, it, you know j- just like just with it, anything else but some people i think they need to stay in that you yeah, know yeah. they need those connections you know I, I mean me i was the type in fact i would i even was going to school i was going to modesto junior college um to get my substance abuse counseling certificate i only have yeah. like one semester left two classes i think and i'm done and i told my wife i said i i don't want to do this I said, I don't want this to follow me around forever, you know, and, and like even this podcast, um, I'm just doing this to try to help somebody just to try to reach somebody, you know, I mean, that's the, that's the only reason because I haven't wanted this to follow me around. Right. Um, but I also don't want my story to, to go wasted. Sure. You know, if, if, if it can reach somebody and help somebody, then it's worth telling. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Well, I know the same for me when it was, uh, the opportunity is, um, my screw-ups can hopefully be a precautionary tale to a lot of people to either never end up to that point or um, that they can relate, and then it's just it's time to get clean. Yeah. It's time to get clean. And and life is much better clean than not, guys. Because 100%. you actually get one. 100%. You know? Yeah. So, and I've got, I, I don't know. I'm 34 years old. I, I'm not meaning to cut you off. I'm no, sorry. No, you're good. Um, I'm 34 years old, you know, and I've got... Just from my small town of Outwater, you know, you guys know how small Outwater is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I grew up with. I, I've got, I've got five or six. We've lost just just to pain pills, oh, just wow. from that small town. So yeah, you know, and, and that's not counting. You know, I, I've seen so many people go. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, more people um, don't make it back than actually make it back. That's just the reality of it. So yeah, or the the long term damage of it. 
You know? Yeah, I mean, they may make it back, but they really don't make it back still. You know, I yeah. mean, it's, they're so. there, but not there type yeah. of situation. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that uh, you are, that you're doing great stuff. And uh, man, it's just, it's cool. It's good. It's inspirational. So now I got to get some damn fishing in. You know, we got to figure out what the hell's going on with we all We may this have stuff. plenty of time here. I don't know, man. <laughs> as long as we got a lake open to. To right. take you to Mikey, we'll just we'll just uh, uh, we're not feeling well. Uh, you want to go, go fishing? fishing? And you know what? I don't feel. You know, let's go. Let's, let's go, go fishing. fishing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks get, for listening. No, hey, right. Uh, people want to check you out again for if they're coming in. Uh, we're located in the Central Valley, California. Here, maybe there's people coming out want to fish because okay. we do have great lakes out here. So amazing. Again, uh, your information. Where can people find you? So RyanCookFishing.com is the website. Facebook is a uh, personal page Ryan Cook. My business page is Ryan Cook Fishing, and then instagram um ryan cook fishing and basically just to give you a quick rundown we we cover uh don pedro new maloney's lake mcclure um a little bit of lake tulloch and i do some stuff out at kelsey bass ranch a oh, little nice. bit here and there so nice i've never been out there yeah well that we can make happen too all right let's go let's go fishing all right we're going you got kids at home jason i do too two boys no it's a son and daughter how old are they uh, 11 and 10 they'll be 12 11, they like 12. to fish though they've enjoyed it yeah but okay. th- but dad's not dad's a dad's kind of a nitwit so uh, well we'll get him out there dude we'll go do yeah. that yeah i think we, I would, we'd have to check with with um, my son he's got asperger's so i'm not okay. sure about the boat okay but he, i, he I got a lot of good bank access we can go he, to he also. likes the bank yeah so you know where's my daughter be like can i drive the boat <laughs> so uh but hell and yeah and she can and she can we get a lot of kids man i have it's funny i have people that come out and I mean, you know, I, I have everybody from your tournament guys that want to learn sure. how to win a tournament to, Hey man, I want to take my five-year-old out. That's never been on a boat. And I love getting these kids out. Cause dude, I put them behind the steering wheel and they, I put the boat at about, I'll set crews at five miles an hour and they'll drive for like two hours. They're totally, oh, yeah. they don't even care nice. about fishing. <laughs> oh yeah. And they get behind the steering the wheel, dude. They just want to drive. <laughs> yeah. right. They don't give two shits. Uh, well, we appreciate your time, Ryan, man. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for sharing your story and, uh, and helping us with our motto. If we can help just one person, it's all worth it. So thank you. Good, sir. hundred percent. But I appreciate being here guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Anything else, Mikey? That'll do it. We're going to go fishing. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Ripping lips. <laughs> Man, what a great guy, Mikey. Ripping lips. Ripping lips. <laughs> Ryan Cook, man, we are going to get out and fish with that guy. It is happening as soon as we can. He's such a great dude, and uh, it was cool to have him come in and, and talk with us. Oh, yeah, he's good people. Yeah, I, I enjoy that, and, it, and it's so inspirational to me because um, really coming into knocking doors down and doing this, this is the first time I've been able to – you know, I granted I have my radio broadcasting career, and I did talk about my my struggles with alcoholism. And uh, you know, there's people I would get messages that uh, said that, "Hey, it's positive." And uh, look at that, I'm getting a call. What does that say? From where? Egypt. Egypt. Take get, it. Getting a call. For, hello. Um, they probably want to offer me some special something or other. But uh, I actually answer telemarketer calls now. Just be like, "What are you guys doing? What are yeah. you guys up to? What's up? I'm that bored." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we digress. So, you know, this with knocking doors down, though, this is my first opportunity to really speak on it and do some good. So people like Ryan inspire me. I'm not really sure how other than, uh, you know, folks hearing uh, us here on this podcast um, 
and accompanying, of course, uh, Carlos's book, Knocking Doors Down, that we can continue to inspire. But I, I look forward to hopefully something along the lines of what Ryan is doing that I can do that to to better it. I know that I continue to improve as a father, uh, um, a family member, uh, a friend. So hopefully it's uh, it's inspiring folks. No, yeah, absolutely. And how he was saying, you know, there was that 11-year-old kid who could be inside doing this or that, but he was outside, you know, decorating his kayak, getting yeah. it all ready for fishing. That's awesome. It that's is. awesome. Yeah, and, and coming from, a, you know, a single mom and... Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's one of the, the huge struggles out there with, with just youth. There is a lot of uh, broken situations where, um, you know, if it wasn't the the unfortunate thing of a, of a parent passing really early on that, you know, there's a lot of kids that they don't have mentors and, and there's a mom or a dad or both that are just working so hard to keep ends together. Sure. That if we can just continue to do these really good things with good intentions, with with expecting nothing directly in return, it does so much better for the world. And I just, I love people like that. I love things like that. It gives me the chills. I got the goosebumps yeah, going yeah. on the arm. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know, hopefully I get presented with that opportunity to do that. I, I'm trying to be a, a much better father and, and do that for my kids, let alone if I inspire anyone else. So anything else you'd like to add? Good Mikey. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. I think that'll do it. Good. Well, everybody <laughs> out there, hey, stick with it. If you're improving yourself, continue with that positive, cutting out those negative things, making those positive movements, uh, keep stepping forward and keep knocking doors down. On that note, for Mikey, Jason saying, have a great one. Take it sleazy. Don't forget, I will most likely quit tomorrow. This podcast contains the views and opinions of the knocking doors down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with their content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.